This is Shop Talk Radio, episode 79, with Teen Wolf star Arden Cho. Welcome to Shop Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nick Onkin, and on this show, we bring you inspiring guests to dive underneath the hood of the creative entrepreneur lifestyle to take your creativity, business, and life to the next level. What is up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of Shop Talk Radio. Got an awesome guest from the hit show Teen Wolf on MTV. Her name is Arden Cho. She's been a really great friend of mine over the last, I guess, like seven years now. We actually met on a photo shoot for a Reebok campaign a while back, and we've been friends ever since. And it's really been awesome to see her career just blow up. Not only is she a lead character on Teen Wolf, but she also has an album. She's a musician. She's performed all over the world, and she's just a sweetheart. She's an amazing human being, and it's really great to see on this episode. We learn a lot about her behind the scenes, what her why is, and what her mission to create changes in this world She also tells us why it's important to be vulnerable, and she talks a lot about her insecurities and how she's been able to grow through them. We also talk about what it's taken to overcome the traditional mindsets of an Asian family. And another thing I love, she talks about why it's important to create the moments in your life. And it was so great to hear that coming from her perspective, because it's something that I've been all about lately, as you guys know. Arden is a wonderful human being. We also recorded a little bit of this on video, so you can check that out over on the show notes at shoptalkradio.com slash EP79. We're actually going to put it up in a couple of days, so keep checking back if it isn't up by the time you check it out. Very excited about this episode because we get to learn what it takes to work in Hollywood. So without further ado, I bring you the one, the only, Miss Arden Cho. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Shop Talk Radio. We've got Arden Cho from the hit show Teen Wolf on the show today on this radio show. On Welcome. this show today. Hi, Nick. Thanks for having me. Thanks for ha- <laughs> thanks for coming. Well, I mean, we're like running around in between fashion shows. You're here for a fashion week. and We are. I still can't believe I ran into you at Millie. That was so fun. I know. So crazy. I didn't even think... I didn't know you were actually doing the fashion shows, so... I know. I mean, it's my first first time here at fashion week and I've never done it before. Usually we're always filming during fashion week. And so it's really hard to get away for that whole week of time. Yeah. A week is a long time, at least in the working world. <laughs> but, um, I am so glad we got away and we came to this because this has been an amazing experience. Yeah. I mean, only three days, but I already feel like I've been here for 10. We've been to so many shows. <laughs> when you're going to so many shows, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. But it's fun. Yeah, I can imagine. And we'll, we'll jump into that. We'll jump into the whole fashion thing in a little bit. Um, let's kind of jump back. So you're, you're on the show Teen Wolf. And we've known each other for like nine years. years? That's Almost crazy. nine years. That's crazy. I feel like you met me when I was such a little girl. Like I was a baby. So like doing photo shoots and so shy. It was a, a Reebok campaign. Yeah, I Reebok. still think it's funny because every time that campaign, people would like take photos 
in Korea or like Japan, they'd be like, look, you're on the bus. And I'd be like, oh, Nick shot that. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. That's too funny. So who, let's, let's like get a little, little background on Arden Cho here. So Uh-oh. where are you from? Well, I was born and raised in Texas. Ooh. And I went to high school in Minnesota and college in Illinois. That's my, that's my radio voice. That's, that's good that radio okay? voice. Okay. Yeah. And I moved out to Los Angeles, Tinseltown in 2007. Wow. Wow. Um. That was probably like, <laughs> that, that was, that was very good radio voice. Okay. And then I come back to normal and it's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> come on now. Cause I feel like it's really hard to keep the radio voice. <laughs> And then there's a camera here and that makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I know it's, this is actually really weird for me to have, is it? yeah, to have the, uh, the camera. Hey guys, Hi. we're just going to acknowledge the camera over here. <laughs> we're breaking the wall. We just broke the wall. This, yeah, exactly. So if you guys are listening to this on the audio, then you can go check out the video on, on my YouTube channel, which we'll link up in the show notes later. Nice, later. Nice. Yeah. I like that. So Arden, tell me, who is probably the most influential person in your life when you were, as you were growing up? Oh my gosh. I feel like so many people have been really great. I've had some really amazing mentors in my life. Um, but I think as I get older, I feel like definitely my mom and dad are the most influential. I mean, mm. they are so hardworking. My dad has been through so much. Same with my mom. And to really see them persevere through everything, you know, like immigrating to the U.S., a country that you don't know the language. Like the older I get, I'm like, I would never be able to move to a country where I don't speak the language and start a life. Yeah. I mean, I, I was scared just to come to New York for Fashion Week and I speak <laughs> English. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think, and even now, my parents are so supportive and it's so mm -hmm. exciting to see them really understand and appreciate the arts as well. Yeah. You know, my mom is probably my biggest fan. She watches, you know, every episode of Teen Wolf at least twice, if not three times. She is so up to date on like my social media. She's, she's amazing. I really, really am thankful. That's good. That's good. What do you think was the biggest lesson that they've actually taught you throughout? Definitely to persevere and how important character is and mm. honor and just really, you know, being confident. I think yeah. because for them, you know, they had to work so hard and, you know, we continue to work hard. I feel like when you're a minority, especially in a business where, like in entertainment, I feel like Asians are just starting to really break grounds and like we're having shows where there are Asian families and things like that. But I still feel like so many people have paved the way, but we're still kind of going. Yeah. And I feel like it's so important to be resilient and to be confident, to really mm. believe in yourself. And I think for me, yeah, those are the things I'm really thankful for is just how important it was for them to be honorable in character. Like my dad's a grandmaster. So when I was growing up, those are the most important things like honor, character, strength. A grandmaster. Well, in Taekwondo. Ah. So like I grew ah. up doing martial arts and so. That that would explain all the jumping photos that we've taken. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I just, I feel like, yeah, we ha we do have some of those fun photos, but it's, I always feel like photos are so fun when you capture those, like, those moments, you know? Yeah. Which is, that's like your logo. Yeah. Um, create your moments. Create your moments. Yeah. So it's, that wasn't even rehearsed, but it almost feels like it was. <laughs> Okay, back to the sexy radio voice. Get it. Get it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love uh, it. So you, let's go back to perseverance. Because, I mean, you know, when you first start out in, you, you moved to L.A. And what, did you have this big dream of be, becoming an actress? What was, what was going through your head at that time? I think initially when I moved to L.A., 
it was really, I just wanted to be a part of entertainment. I didn't really know where I was going to start. I knew I loved music and I loved acting. I loved theater. I loved art. But I mean, I was fresh out of college. I had very little experience. I'd studied a little bit of theater and grew up with music, but I was really just going blind almost into it and moving out there with a dream and just being really open to whatever life was going to I guess, throw my way and just mm. whatever doors God would open. Because yeah. I think for me, I think the thing that I've learned too is in this business, it's just so much of it is luck. Yeah. I mean, but you have to be prepared for those opportunities when they come. Yeah. But at the same time, it is luck and it's a lot of hard work. I mean, I think when I look back at almost 10 years of my career, I've probably quit hundreds of times <laughs> mentally. And I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I've said it at least 10 times where I was like, you know what? I can't do this. It's too hard. It's yeah. just too hard. I quit. And, you know, being in the arts, it's it's not like the most lucrative job. People think it is, yeah. but it's not. I mean, most of the life is grinding and, you know, really working hard or doing, doing free shoots, free jobs, free gigs all the time, right? And yeah. so I think the first, like, seven, eight years were just such a grind. It was so tough that I really didn't know. But it's been an interesting sort of journey, I guess. You know, you, obviously, when I met you, I was doing more modeling and commercials. Mm -hmm. And then eventually led into doing a little bit more acting. But then there was a two-year point that acting was so tough. I just couldn't book anything. I just wasn't right for anything that I was going in for. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of when I started doing a lot more YouTube. And that opened up a huge door because YouTube was a way to connect with my fans. And I could do music mm. and create my own moments. Yeah. And ended up doing tours and doing music and shows and released my EP that I like, you know, worked on with friends and that was such a interesting chapter of my life. And then, you know, oddly enough, when music was going well and I was telling my agent, like, I think I'm going to give up on acting. I just don't think it's going to happen. I remember chopping off all my hair and telling him I was just going to take a break or, you know, sort of <laughs> call it quits. I planned out like an Asia tour and I was going to go do all these shows. And then he, you know, I got that call for Teen Wolf. Wow. And within a week after auditions and meetings and testing for the show and chemistry reads, mm -hmm. I was shooting Dean Wolf. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, it was That's... a pretty crazy. I remember that was August. Yeah. And now I can't believe we're like over 40 some episodes into the show. And I can't believe that that's been my life for the last few years. That's insane. Well, it was funny because, I mean, we lost we lost touch for a while because you changed your number. Well, oh, <laughs> oh wow. Way to blast me there. You know, you know what it is? I think there was a point, I think maybe five or six years into this hustle of L.A. that when I was really struggling... I just, I was like, you know what? I need to change things. I remember like I got rid of my phone. I got a new phone. I started taking like improv classes. I cut a lot of people out of my life. Not to say that I was cutting you out. Right. I, re really what I did was, you ever feel like you have to do like laundry in, in your phone list where you just, or like spring cleaning. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you decide, you know what? I'm only going to have numbers of people I've literally talked to this last week and people I talked to on a day-to-day -day yeah. basis. And that was it. For the longest time I had six people on my phone <laughs> and then sort of started over from there. And it was funny too. Cause I remember I had like two years of birthdays pass by and I was like, I only got like two happy birthday messages. <laughs> and everyone's like, um, that's because you changed your number and nobody like knows how to contact you. And like, I was off Facebook. I was just not in the whole like social media thing. And you know, I'm, I think I'm in such a better place now where like yeah. now I've like reconnected with a lot of people and, you know, when you go through tough times, I think mm -hmm. everybody deals with it differently. I think for me, I just needed that space. Yeah. And I needed to sort of rebuild who I was. Yeah. And 
that music time really helped me. Like I always tell people my album was like therapy for me. Mm. It was sort of me pouring out my heart and I'm not really a writer or even a singer. Like I, I've always said it was just like a hobby that I love mm-hmm. and something that is so powerful and like helpful to me mm-hmm. and writing my album sort of helped me release a lot of those struggles and mm. the pain and sort of close that chapter in my life and yeah. to move on to something different and grow up. Like I always tell people, I feel like I've grown up so much in the last five years and it's yeah. fun to sort of see the changes from the songs I wrote and the stories that I told and now looking at my life now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's great. I mean, I, I love seeing you in the state. You definitely have grown and it's Yay. been really cool to see. I'm uh, growing up. You're growing <laughs> up. It's kind of fun to grow up. It is. It is. I feel like, I mean, we were joking about this the other night, how we're like, we're like big kids now living in this life and having fun. Yeah. I feel like in my twenties, I was so stressed out all the time because I was just you know, hustling and trying to, you know, get to the next audition or book the next job. And when you're there, you just can't enjoy it. And now I've sort of taken a step back and I'm like, oh my goodness. We get to follow our dreams. Yeah. How amazing is this? We have to like own it and love it and have fun. Yeah. Like I am dead tired right now, but this is still fun. <laughs> You're rocking it for being dead tired. I don't know how you do it, but. Uh, I have an amazing team that helps me, you know, get my life together. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I love when people are like, you look amazing. And I'm like, oh yeah, this took two hours and at least four or five people to, to, to do this. <laughs> <laughs> to do this right here. I know, to do this. <laughs> I love how in my Snapchats, I love Snapchatting when I have like no makeup on and I look crazy and I'm like, good morning, guys. This is what's happening. And then like an hour later, it's like, hi. <laughs> it's like, it's like you go from one place to another. It's so fun. That's crazy. How's how social media really like changed, I guess, your life in the, in the sense of branding and, and putting yourself out there? I think for the longest time, I was terrified of social media, which I think a lot of people are. I still am sometimes mm. like Snapchat still scares me, but I love that it's a way to be personable. You can connect with fans and you can really make it, make it your own. Like for Instagram, I consider it sort of like a photo album mm-hmm. of the experiences and the moments and, you know, trying to capture these moments. And it's funny because now it's like, especially being here at fashion week. Now I want to make it look a sort of like, every day to capture certain moments from the day that I want to remember that I'll mm-hmm. look back and say, Oh, this was my first fashion week. And Oh my gosh, how fun. And then maybe <laughs> yeah. years later I'll look back and say, Oh no, how silly is that? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's like Instagram is like my photo album, my way to connect. And then Snapchat, I feel like is a way to sort of show my goofy side because I feel like I'm so awkward and so weird sometimes, but people don't really know that when, you know, in your photos, yeah. it's all polished. Everything's yeah. like set and pretty. And then, you know, Twitter, obviously, it's really hard for me in 140 characters to capture my emotions. And a lot of my, and I feel like a lot of times sarcasm doesn't translate on Twitter. <laughs> really? Like sometimes I really want to say certain things and I'm like, mm, I feel misunderstood. But mm, Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. That's where it's yeah. at. Periscope. How about Periscope? You do the Periscope thing? I have thing? never done Periscope. I feel like that's really scary for me. I mean, even Snapchat, it's all real time. That's scary. Yeah. Like, I feel like at least with Instagram, you can filter and you can like help yourself. And like there are days when like, I'm like, oh, I can't leave the house and I'm in my pajamas. But luckily there's a photo I took yesterday where I look decent and that will go online. No, I mean, even on Instagram, there's days that I post really funny things, but yeah, I don't know. Periscope, uh, to be honest, if I could probably handle it, I would do it. I just feel like just Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, even those, and then email and text messages. I'm like, 
it's so much. It's just like one more thing. Yeah, and it'll be funny too because my friends will text me and like maybe they'll text me while I'm at work or at a shoot and I'll see it and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to reply after I shoot this scene. And then three days later, I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry, I missed dinner. They're like, yeah, that was... <laughs> uh, luckily, my friends get it. But it's so funny because it'll be like, hey, you want to grab dinner? And I'm, you know, I'm like on set filming or something. Yeah. And I'll, I'll text them back later, but that later will be so much later. But luckily, like my girlfriends are so cool and they get it. Yeah. And I love them so much. Like they're the ones who I feel like keep me sane and keep everything mm -hmm. together. Yeah. That's <laughs> they're good. the ones I can call at 11 p.m. And I'm like, I just wrapped. I haven't eaten in like 12 hours. Can we eat dinner? And it's like <laughs> 11. And they're like, yeah, sure. I can eat again. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, let's rewind back a little bit. When you're first starting to get into acting, what was, I mean, I think this is a big thing for Asians in the business and in the arts. And I hear a lot. What was that like with your parents when you were going into acting? <laughs> I know, I know, I, I, I feel like a lot of, um, a lot of girls and a lot of people can, can learn from, from your experience as well. Well, I definitely think that at least at that time, like 10 years ago, pursuing entertainment as an Asian American to your parents is such a disappointment. <laughs> it's like you went to university, you have a degree at University of Illinois or Banish Champaign. Like my parents are like, you spent money on that. I'm like, I know I spent money and time on that, but I think university was such a good place for me to grow and learn and, you know, you know, gather all these experiences. And really that is where I fell in love with acting because I took theater as an elective. I never mm. knew I would end up falling in love with it and it would be like therapeutic for me because mm. it really was like theater was one of those, well, I need some electives, so let's try this. And it ended up being the most terrifying thing that I'd ever done. And I realized I was really bad at it, <laughs> but it was something that I wanted to learn. I really wanted to get better. And I felt like learning to like peel the layers was so fun. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I always felt like growing up, there weren't enough Asian women and Asian girls to sort of identify with, mm -hmm. you know, as as Asian American. You know, you look on TV and you're like, well, who do you, who do you see? Right. You know, at, you, you know, see? at the time, you know, growing up, it was like Lucy Liu, Sandra Oh, you know, Grace Park, you know, Tamlin Tamita, Ming Na Wen. But it's just like there's so many. Mm -hmm. If you think about it like that, it feels like there's a lot. But at the same time, it was so little. Right. And so I think for me, I was like, you know, I really want to try. And my parents were devastated. But like I said, it took them many years. But I always believe that if you really, truly believe in something and you are genuinely like, this is something I need to do for me and the sake of my happiness. Because I told them straight up, like, I know you guys are worried about me. You're worried that I won't make money or that I won't have stability or I won't have you know, all these things. Mm -hmm. But no job and no career is 100% stable. You know, every every career has its, you know, the downside. Mm -hmm. Even even medical students, you know, being a doctor, like sometimes that's tough too. There are a lot of doctors out there. There's a lot of competition. <laughs> <laughs> or like lawyers or like businesses. Yeah, you could be the CEO of a company. It could go under the next day. You have to do something that you love. Yeah. And I feel like that's success. Finding happiness in something that you really, really love and being thankful to even do it or to try. And so I was like, this is something that I need to do. And I think once they finally realized why I was doing it, because I really wanted to be involved and to be a voice and to try mm -hmm. and to hopefully be able to make a difference and reach out, which is why I love social media, because it's a way for me to connect with young girls and like, even, you know, even here at New York Fashion Week, it's like I'm meeting all these young girls that are models at shows and I'm like, oh, you look amazing. And then they're like, can we take a picture? And I'm like, what? Hi. Oh, hi. Thank you. <laughs> sure. I'm like, OK, I'll take a picture with you, Miss 510 stunning model. And then I forget like, oh, that's the fan base. Yeah. Like she looks stunning and amazing. And I'm like adoring her. 
and she's watching my show. And wow. seeing sort of that crossover has been so interesting. And it's mm -hmm. so fun to even see my team being like, how cute is that? Yeah. Look at these like pose, sexy, beautiful models walking down. And then all of a sudden you see them out of like the realm being like, hi, can I take a picture? I love Teen Wolf. <laughs> and you're like, what? I love you. I think you're gorgeous and stunning. And I loved every piece that you wore and you were just killing it on the runway. Yeah. So it's sort of fun to, to see that. And then I'm reminded so much of, you know, why I'm doing this. Yeah. I mean, more so than obviously me loving it. I feel like all that other stuff is really what makes it. Mm -hmm. And what is your why? Why? What is your why? What is my why? What is your why? Why for what? Why I'm doing it? Yeah. I mean, I really want to make a difference. You know, I want to have mm -hmm. purpose in my life. I want to, oh my, I got close to the mic and then I felt scary for a second because <laughs> it felt so intimate. Also because it's an intimate question. No, because I think for me, you know, I feel like the arts are so you know, intimate and it's a way to connect and it's a way to, you know, like you watch a movie and you can feel so many different emotions, mm -hmm. joy, happiness, sadness, pain, love. And I love that films can do that to you. Mm -hmm. TV, same thing. You know, it's just the, the road and the roller coaster that it takes you on. And I love that to make a movie, you have thousands of people involved in that process. It's just such an amazing experience. You know, mm -hmm. even for like our show, we film so many hours for one episode and there are hundreds of people working on it. And I'm always so amazed to see how hard the crew works and how hard everybody works. Even when we're in like 15 hour days and everyone's exhausted and it's like Friday and we're still working at Saturday AM, you know? And it's like, you look around and I'm like, man, I am so thankful that all these people are here working so hard to create this. And then, you know, six months later you watch the episode and you're like, oh my gosh, That's this crazy. is it. This is why we're doing this. Yeah. yeah, it's really hard in the process, but then you see that final product, like the work of it. Mm -hmm. And it's so awesome. And then on top of that, you get to use that as a tool to connect to younger people, to connect to, you know, other artists out there. And it's just has been such an amazing experience. And I think through that, I'm still learning, still yeah. learning like the why or what I want to do with it, which is at least for me, the why now is like, I really want to use it to connect with young girls and, you know, especially young Asian American girls who mm -hmm. might feel like they look around and they might feel like lonely or they might feel like they don't have anyone to sort of look up to or, you know, like I always tell people, you know, I want to be like a big sister. Like mm -hmm. I feel like all of my fans are like my little sisters and I love them, especially the girls that I'll meet at events. Not to say I don't like the guys. I love the boys too. <laughs> like <laughs> e equal love for boys and girls, but Good. I will always have like that soft spot for girls because, you know, my whole life growing up, especially in like Texas and Minnesota, I was always sort of like the only Asian American. And I didn't know what Asian American meant back then. I just thought it was different mm -hmm. and I didn't look like every other girl. And you know, you always want to fit in. You always want to have some sort of like, you know, family mm. or a place. And, you know, I want to be that for people too. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I guess that's the why. Right. <laughs> that's, that's a really great why. What, like, what advice would you give to girls to, to be, not to fit in, but to like be themselves or. Oh man. So I think for me, which a lot of people, I, I feel like, People who really follow me do know this, but I am very insecure. And mm -hmm. I think it's taken me a long time to be comfortable with who I am and be comfortable with what I've got. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I think I always tell girls, you will always want something different. 
You will always want to be a little bit taller, be a little skinnier, be prettier, have longer hair, have lighter hair, whatever, whatever it may be. I could name a hundred things that I change about myself, but you have to find something that you love and really embrace who you are because every, every person has something amazing about them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you really feel good about that and you love who you are, like people see that. Yeah. And, and I feel like, especially for girls, it's not all about like what's on the outside. And I know it's so hard in this culture and this just sort of life just because it is such a, you know, something with like even media and entertainment, it's always on the forefront. It's, it's, it's all about yeah. the outside, but it's not, it's not at all. And I know it sounds cliche when you say like, oh, inner beauty, it's all about inner beauty, but it is totally, I totally believe that as I'm growing older, I feel like I'm growing into who I am more so because I'm starting to love who I am. Like, mm you know, who I am as a person more so than like maybe the looks mm-hmm. and learning to sort of play like it, it's, oh man, I feel like it's so hard for me to like put it into like a short and sweet statement, but I really <laughs> feel like it just comes down to being okay with who you are. I am okay that I am five, four in short. I've always wanted to be tall. I've always wanted to be, you know, different, Yeah. but I feel like now it's like, I don't care. I'm short, but I'm still going to, you know, wear heels and I'll wear a skirt. Cause for the longest time I didn't want to wear skirts because I hated that my legs were shorter. Mm. Like I wanted to be tall, like those, you know, beautiful models with like legs for days. Like every time I see a girl, the first thing I notice is her legs. And I'm always like, Oh, legs for days. Yeah. But then I realize, you know what? I am not growing any taller. Like nothing <laughs> is, that is not going to change. Yeah. So it's like, why am I going to obsess about that? And why am I going to feel bad about myself for not being tall when that's never going to change? Yeah. You know, but there are things that, that do change. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, and that's, and that's more like mentally, you know, now I'm like, oh, well, if you're short, you can wear certain things and that looks cute. Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, whatever. So I feel like I'm learning to see the positives and, you know, being happy with who I am. And I think for girls, I'm always saying you have to love yourself. Mm -hmm. A lot of girls want to be loved. I mean, everybody, I mean, no, not just girls, girls, guys, people, everyone wants to be loved. Essentially, that's what we all live for, Mm -hmm. to be loved, to be accepted. And I always tell people, if you want to be loved, you've got to start by loving yourself. You've, you know, if you want someone to love you, you have to love yourself. Absolutely. But Absolutely. I guess that's it. <laughs> that was great. That's great. Thanks. No, I mean, and you're so true. It's so, you're so right. And you, you have to love yourself before anything can move forward, before you have anything to give to the world. And you have to be able to love yourself and be able to, to pass that on. And the only thing that you can change is how you're being, who you are and how you're being. Totally. And I feel like it's okay if it takes time. You know, I feel like it took me 25 years just to be able to look in the mirror and be okay with how I looked. Mm. And some people might say that that's really late or that's weird, but I feel like I'm learning something new every day. I'm trying something new. I think that's, I mean, even this week, I feel like I've grown so much. Like for fashion week, I'm trying a lot of different looks and different styles, things that I would never feel comfortable doing. And so, you know, I'm growing up Yeah. and I'm having fun. So That's I good. want everyone to, I guess, go through that. Yeah. What was that? So 25 years, what was this? What was that when you looked into the mirror and you, you were okay with it? What, like what spurred that? Where'd that come from? Honestly, I think it was that time that I was working on my album mm. and it was the music and realizing, I mean, one thing is, I, ever since I was young, I always wanted to be a singer. All I wanted to do was sing. But I wanted to sing like Whitney Houston sing, Celine oh. Dion, 
Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera. Like for me, my dream was to be like a big, big singer, but I didn't, I wasn't born with that. You know, you got to be born with a little bit of that like soul and that like, yeah. you know, there's so only so much you can learn. You can definitely learn to be a better singer because I think I did learn a lot, but I always thought that all I wanted was to be a singer, but I was never good enough. All I wanted was to be like a tall, beautiful fashion model, but I wasn't tall enough. So I think my whole life it was always, I just wasn't good enough. Like I even played cello for like 10 years, but I was never like first chair. I was never good enough. And I think when you tell yourself you're never good enough, you actually start believing that. Mm. And as I was working on my album and really finding a sound that was me, that was honest, I was sharing songs that I had written eight years prior to that, things that I had never shared with anyone. Mm. And as I was recording it and going through that process, I realized, yeah, I'll never sing like Whitney. I'll never sing like Celine, but, but this is me. Like, this is who I am. And there will be people that will relate to that. Mm-hmm. And I think once I started putting that out there and hearing you know, fans tell me this song literally is exactly how I feel. And I was like, oh my God, we're the same. And knowing that like you can connect with people like that, mm. I mean, that I think that gave me life, especially yeah. because there are so many singers. I remember growing up, there was a song that I would listen to, and I'm not exaggerating, like 20 to 50 times like a day, mm-hmm. like all day long. There was a song by Ginny Owens called If You Want Me To. Mm. It's such a beautiful song. And I remember I would just listen to it on repeat and I would be like bawling sometimes, just crying because I was like, it, it, it's just like a beautiful, you have to hear it sometime. It's a beautiful song, but um, Ginny Owens is an amazing songwriter, singer, um, plays the keys. She's stunningly beautiful in every single way, but she's blind. Wow. And I didn't know that for the longest time. And I think when I started like looking into her and hearing about her life, I realized, man, she is so brave. She is so beautiful and I loved what the message she was sending. And I realized, you know, we're all scared and we're all insecure, but you know, you have to, you have to believe in yourself. You have to try. Yeah. So I think for me like that, she gave me a lot of courage. Yeah. And I think I realized Amazing. you got to do the things that scare you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So absolutely. that's that. So how, how important would you say that? Cause it sounds like creating, was therapeutic for you in that, in that sense totally. and like going after it and just like doing it because you wanted to. And that creating like was a sense of fulfillment for you. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's such a challenge for me because, you know, as an actor, sometimes you're just a puppet. Someone tells you what to do and you do it. You read someone else's work and you bring it to life. And of course we, we do our part, yeah. but I always pay so much respects to the director and the writer because, you know, that's, that's, meat of it mm-hmm. but as a songwriter I mean you're putting your soul out there and it's so scary but at the same time it is really really fun and feels great when you do it yeah. but I feel like I'm still sort of learning to create those moments and create those experiences along the way and who mm-hmm. knows I mean I do definitely want to work on another album eventually when there's time <laughs> but I'm not filming 15 hours a day that's, um, that's but we'll see what happens I think I always tell people, I feel like it's just the beginning. Yeah. Even though sometimes people are like, well, you've been working for so long. And I'm like, yeah, but I feel like I'm just starting. Is it weird that I feel that way all the time? No, no, I totally know the feeling. Yeah. I mean, I, I think with the creative space, you're always. Wait, but do you feel that way too? Because I always think of you as like so accomplished. Like you've done so much. <laughs> you've done these huge campaigns. You shot like 
every celebrity. You've just traveled around the world. There's like nowhere you haven't been. Like, do you still feel like it's new sometimes? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Like this oh, whole that's year so fun. feels like a really? new Really? Yeah. Oh my God, how fun. Yeah. See, like, I love hearing that. And I think like, that's, that's something I always tell young people when I meet them is that don't be scared to change the direction of your life. It doesn't matter how old you are. Hmm. I, I hate when I hear someone say, oh, I want to do this but I'm already doing this. And I'm like 23 and I'm like, yeah, you're 23. Oh baby, you are a baby. <laughs> oh baby. <laughs> no, but like, I feel like it doesn't matter. I mean, some of the most amazing people I have met are like 60 years old and still trying something new. And I love that. Like, that's how I want to live my life. Yeah. You know, I want to be learning something new every single day, trying something new and really pushing myself to be better. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it keeps you, it's what keeps you alive. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's funny. So I'm finding it funny that you've said, talking about creating your moments a handful of times. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, not, and that's yours. I feel like I stole it. No, but no, 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 no. I love that. No, use it. It's meant, it's, yeah. it's meant for everyone to use, but it makes me curious of what, what does that mean to you? I mean, I always feel like creating moments is, I mean, it's like capturing, I mean, for, uh, I feel like I think of it really maybe how you think of it, of like capturing that perfect moment. Like as a photographer, mm -hmm. I'm not a photographer, but I still think of myself as like, even with my Instagram is I want to capture those moments. And even mm -hmm. with like film and, you know, the show is I want to capture those moments where I'm growing or mm -hmm. I'm doing something I was scared of. Like, mm. you know, every, every day I hope there's a moment that I get to capture and say, oh, that was it today. Mm. But it might even be like meeting someone. It might even be running into you know, running into a fan at a coffee shop and having a conversation and realizing, oh my goodness, like you inspire me so much. Yeah. And I always find it funny when um, I meet people and they're later on, they'll like send me a tweet and they're like, I was so scared to meet you and thank you for being nice. And I'm like, what? Thank you for saying hi. Yeah. Like you're, you are why I have like courage to continue sometimes. Cause it's, I think as an artist, it's really scary when your work's not received well. Mm -hmm. And there's always criticism. You're not ever going to, you're never going to make everyone happy. Right. You know, you're, there's always going to be criticism. And so I'm always so thankful when people are very vocal that they love something that you do mm -hmm. because everybody needs a little bit of that affirmation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course you don't want to live for that. Definitely not. You have to just, you know, own it, love it, do it. And that's it. It ends yeah. there. But at the same time, I'm always really thankful when people are, encouraging because yeah. we all, we all need a little bit of love and encouragement. Absolutely. I mean, it's great when you can hear when people resonate with your work, but then it's like a whole, you know, we say it could go into a whole different direction of being the validation and becoming your self-worth, which is the, the down, the, the opposite side, because you, you don't, yeah. you don't want that to. Uh, I mean, but in entertainment, your worth really cannot be in your job. Mm -hmm. Your worth cannot. I mean, Entertainment is probably the most fickle business. I mean, one day everyone could love you and the next day they're like, who are you? I mean, yeah. that's entertainment. You, know, Absolutely. You, you are just in and out. And so it really has to be something that you find your worth in something else. Yeah. And like for me, I feel like, you know, there are moments that I struggle with that where I'm like, I find validation in maybe my fans or what my team thinks of me or the job or how much you're getting paid or what you're getting booked on. Mm -hmm. Those things matter. But at the same time, I always have to like, you know, take steps back and say, no, 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 this is not what my worth is in. You know, my worth is in who I am. And like, mm -hmm. you know, being a child of God is really important for me and knowing that, you know, God has opened so many doors for me and allowed me to sort of be here mm -hmm. and 
he's given me the opportunity to create these moments yeah. and to experience this life and do all this. And my worth is found in that. And I think for me, that is probably one of the most important things. Because mm. otherwise, I think I'd be depressed and crying every single day. <laughs> because seriously, I mean, all the time I hear, oh, you're not right for this part. You're not, you're not pretty enough for this. Or you're not the right look. Or you're not the right ethnicity. You're not the right height. You're not the right... Every day we're told we're not right. Every day we're told, oh, you're just not famous enough. Or you're not big yeah. enough. It's so funny. The way that people talk about entertainers, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... The way people talk about you, sometimes you're treated like an object. Mm -hmm. So if your worth is found in that, oh gosh, you would be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's a really stressful, I mean, it's already stressful to begin with and I'm still stressed because I'm still human. Yeah. I still struggle. Like when I yeah. read bad comments, like I hate you, I'm like, but why? Why do you just hate me? What did I do? And then I find out it's like something stupid. It's like, well, I just don't like your character. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But that's not really me. <laughs> But or it's okay. I mean, you it? get a hundred people that say they love you and you get one person that says they hate you and it still bothers. Yeah. I mean, everyone's yeah. that way. What's well, hard. I mean, when people hate on you, it's like hard to like, you're not like made of steel. Yeah. I mean, I, but it's funny. They feel like you put yourself out there and you are fair game for everyone to yeah. <laughs> do whatever they'd like. And so it, it's a tough business, but we, you know, we put ourselves there. And so you yeah. have to be prepared for that. Yeah. And that's life. How do you mentally deal with it? Um, have really good community, mm. good friends to sort of keep my head on my shoulders. I have friends to sort of keep me level. Mm -hmm. I have really good mentors. And, you know, I think just having good relationships is really important because yeah. you can't, you can't walk this life alone. You really can't. Life is, life is hard. Yeah. Life is tough. And you will have roadblocks and you'll have obstacles every single day of your life. Yeah. But if you don't have a good community, good friends, family, I mean, and it doesn't have to be big. It can be small. Like I have a couple of friends who really are like life support to me and my family. Mm -hmm. And I'm really thankful for that. That's good. How do you, how does one find good friends and keep good people in their lives? Because I think this is important. I mean, you this was the, I, the sum of the average of the five people that you hang out with the most? <sighs> well, I'll say my girlfriends all have really good hearts and I'm really thankful that, you know, they're in my life. And I think finding a good friend is you have to look past everything on the outside. It can't be superficial. It has to really be about, you know, are they going to be there for you when things are tough? Mm. You know, everything aside, especially in this entertainment industry where, things seem glamorous and flashy. You'll meet a lot of people along the way that don't really love you. They just love certain things about you. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, honestly, it's tough. You know, I feel like, you know, in the years that I've lived in LA, I've been burned a lot, mm. but it's taken a long time to sort of build my community. And I think it's really, a part of it is being vulnerable too. Even if you get burned and even if you get hurt, still willing to invest the time into people and being vulnerable and you have to love. If you love and you're open and you're kind and you're genuine, eventually there will be people that receive that and give that back to you. Cause I feel like you can't demand love if you're not going to give love. Absolutely. And friendships, it's all about being honest and intimate and vulnerable. And a lot of people are too scared to do that. And a lot of people say, you know what? I've been burned too much. I'm just not going to make friends or I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, but you got to give love a chance. I mean, I know it sounds so cheesy, <laughs> but, and I'm not even talking about love, like just friendship love, but even romantic love. I mean, both is the same. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you want a really good relationship, you have to be really open and honest. And you might get burned a hundred times, but you just need one. Yeah. And then even with friendships, I always feel like I've been through a lot of friendships where a lot of, you know, girlfriends disappointed me or people hurt me and those things happen. But then that led me to girls who do have my back and girls who are my sisters. And so I don't know. I mean, it's tough, but it's good though. And, you know, and, and I know it sounds silly, but I used there was like a good five years of my life where I was really like praying for like good girlfriends. I was like, God, please send me good sisters. Send me friends that will like have my back. Mm-hmm. And I don't know for me. I mean, that worked for me. It's not going to work for everyone, but yeah. <laughs> it worked for me. And so I guess like, yeah, love and be real. And hopefully that finds your way. <laughs> you got to be open, yeah. be open. Well, that's, that's great. I mean, I definitely believe the same thing. You have to have good people in your life. You have to have people that inspire you and, and yes, keep you moving that's forward. So important. And, and you got to be inspiring to them, you know, I, I, just in the same way, like you were saying, is you've got to be able to, you know, give to be able to get that same relationship with somebody. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So transition a little bit here. We're, no, um, the sun is setting. I know. This is I know. crazy. I've is it late? It's like what? 530. Oh, okay. It feels so late now. Yeah. But I, I bet you the video is getting really dark right now. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably wrap it up. We can. Uh, it's time to wrap it up. Wrap it up. It's been a really great, a great couple, time. We do have a couple more questions. <laughs> okay. Before we wrap it up. Before we wrap it up. Sexy voice by Barton Joe. I feel like I'm getting red lipstick everywhere. <laughs> uh, the uh, so we're here at Fashion Week. You're here. We're here at Fashion Week. Okay, that's it's bad. <laughs> I, I'm gonna stop trying. That's terrible. I love it. I'm sorry. I love sorry it. to those listening. I don't mean to scare you. I think they'll probably, I think they'll probably like it. <laughs> so you're, you're doing fashion week. What's, this is a new thing for you, right? It is. It's a new thing. Like I said, I've been trying to do things that scare me. And yeah. this initially was terrifying because I was like, I love fashion, but I love fashion from afar. I'm not confident enough to like really own it. But oddly enough, I think after the first two days, I really started enjoying it. And I love that. I get to see the shows in real life and to sort of see the collections right before my eyes and just sort of see like, oh my God, I love this new trend or I love this and like seeing the different textures and the colors. It's been really fun and it's inspiring because now I'm like, oh, I want to do that. I want to try that look. And even with like makeup, I'm getting inspired by makeup looks too. Like seeing what the designers do for Mm -hmm. all the shows are so different. Like certain shows, like the way that they do um, the hair will be very different than another show. And so it's been really fun having a really great time and there's still a bunch of more shows that I'm going to, I'm really looking forward to. So I'm excited. That's great. So it's, it's pushed you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Definitely. Good. So what advice would you give to your 20 year old self? Oh, stop being so hard on yourself and don't be so scared of everything. Mm. I feel like I was just so scared. I think it took me 10 years to stop being so scared because when you're scared, you really only hold yourself back. You have to be willing to take chances and take leaps. So I would say stop being so scared. Good. It's okay. It's okay to fail. Good advice. Good advice. So what's what's the big picture for Arden Cho? What's what's the dream? What's you know, we reinvent the all the time. Oh, we're living it. This is it. I mean, I'm so happy. I feel like I'm so thankful. I would have never thought five years ago that I'd be on a show, a hit show. I would have never yeah. thought five years ago I'd come to New York for Fashion Week. I would have never thought that I would be here. And so I feel like I'm so thankful. I mean, 
I would just love to keep doing what I'm doing. I'd love to work on some films. I'd love to do some more music, but mm. I'm really thankful. I'm just happy to be doing it. Good, good, good. And one last question that I love to ask all my guests is what does live inspiration mean to you? Ooh, I think it means do it. Make your life inspirational. Be inspired by the things you do and inspire other people. Good. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Well, Arden, I acknowledge you for oh, thank you. being the difference in this world and making a difference with everyone. I've, I've seen you interact with fans. It's amazing. You're, you're really sweet and you're, you're a role model to them. Thank you. So how much do I owe you for that? (laughs) Oh, me. No, I'm just kidding. (sighs) But thank you, Nick. No, it's been so fun. And and it is fun. Even seeing both of our careers sort of grow in the last however many years. It's been fun to even see that. Yeah, absolutely. So where can people find you on the interwebs, follow you on the the socials? You can find me on Twitter at Arden underscore Cho. You can find me on Instagram also at Arden underscore Cho. Snapchat's Arden Joe and YouTube.com slash Arden B Joe. Oh, wow. So who <laughs> got Arden Joe? I don't know. Oh, wait, no. Actually, I think I have Arden Joe. Or do I? Some I don't know. Oh. No, but Arden Joe on Instagram is one of my fan accounts. But you know uh, what? The fan accounts, like, they're better than I am. <laughs> I'm like, they should run my Instagram. They're good. <laughs> so I'm happy. I don't care. They can have Arden Joe. <laughs> All right. We're good. Good. We're good. good. We're good. I'm happy. Well, amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. Of course. Thanks for having me. So it's much been fun. fun. And right. if you guys can still see us, good night. Good night. Peace out. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Shop Talk Radio with Arden Cho. I'm your host, Nick Onkin. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love it if you could share it out, share it with your friends. Tweet it, Facebook, Snapchat, and go check out the photos that Arden and I have shot together at shoptalkradio.com slash EP79. You can get all the show notes and links there as well. I'm looking forward to bringing you guys more amazing guests to help make your lives better, more creative, and more inspired. So with that, go out, create your moments, and create your life. I'll see you next time.